Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. I'll join now by our baseball insider, Kevin Bohannon. Now, Kevin, I got to tell you, based upon last night's weather, if you had told me anybody, except for maybe the northwest corner of the state, and maybe the southwest corner of the state, that anyone would be playing baseball today, I probably would have said you're crazy. Because I don't know how much precipitation that it fell in White County, and particularly in Searcy. I'm guessing we got easily two inches, if not more. But I guess they're playing ball today, are they not? Yeah, it it just depends on where you were. And a lot of teams... I know the the Conway and Bryant game yesterday at Bryant, they had a little rain delay, and they let it come through. Pangburn and Harding Academy yesterday, they were playing at Pangburn, I believe. 45-minute rain delay, they finished the game. So, yeah, we, we've, we've been very fortunate so far that games have gotten to be played yesterday, today, uh, because we were really looking at a washout for the week. When, when Kyle Sutherland and I were on our podcast the other day, we were thinking, man, if we could just get – one day of baseball in will be good. One day of softball in will be good. So uh, kudos to the coaches. They're, they're doing everything they can, moving games up, playing double headers if they need to. So they're wanting to get those games in. Well, uh, I know the Travelers, they had their home opener last yep. night. And they had about a 25-minute rain delay. They were able to get all nine innings played. They had uh, student day or school day, whatever it's called today, oh, the screaming, yeah. <laughs> screaming young youngins at uh, Ray, at uh, Dickie Stevens Park. And after all these years, I still want to say Ray Winder. Ray Winder. Um, yeah. But um, so they they were able to get their game in last night. So yeah, boy, Mother Nature just uh, decided in certain areas uh, she was not happy at all. But uh, thank goodness, as far as I can tell. Anyone can tell, though, there were no fatalities and not sure about uh, any massive damage. But uh, hopefully everyone came through. Uh, I will say watching KATV Channel 7, their weather coverage, which ended up being about a (laughs) four-hour marathon, bless their hearts. Yeah, boy, James and Todd Jacobian, I mean, they were, they, they stuck it out. Uh, but some of the images that were sent in where you've got uh, one of them was called a teacup. Never heard of that uh, description of hail. Uh, but there were softball, there were golf balls, there were ping pong balls. Nickel, tennis ball, yeah. Man, I mean, there was some, uh, some big-time hail that fell last night. All right, Kevin, let's get right with it. Um, as I look at the SB Live Super 7 rankings, Uh, this in Class uh, 6A is pretty much holding forward now for a while. Catholic kind of stumbled a little bit, but uh, and Cabot is starting to make a push. But I'm thinking these are the standings for the 6A West. This is not the Super 7. This is the Class uh, 6A West standings. I mean, you've got Catholic, Southside, and uh, Cabot that has managed to break through, but the uh, the top three, Springdale Harbor, Rogers, and Bentonville West, 
are pretty well holding forth in their spots. Yeah, and it just they're playing really good baseball right now. Rogers is undefeated in conference play. Harbor won three to one last night over Bentonville West. Fayetteville upset Bentonville. That's Fayetteville's third conference win in a row. So despite their slow start, they're playing really good baseball right now. Conway's the hottest team in the Central, and they're sitting on top right now because they've gone to a a, a pitching system, pitching format, to where they're throwing their best three guys in back-to-back games and limiting their pitch count. And so what I've seen so far, they, they start Austin Rainey, then they bring in Preston Proc, then they go back to the lefty Hugh Hill. So they go left, right, left. So uh, for an example, last Friday against Catholic, they threw Rainey for two innings, Proc for three innings. He's got a really good fastball slider combination. And then they bring in the big lefty, Hugh Hill, who's got a UCA offer, uh, bring in the smoke. He's going to be 86 to 88, a uh, really good pitcher who can fill it up. So they've kind of figured it out right now. They did the same thing to Bryant last night, four to nothing shutout win. So the, the Wampus Cats, they're getting it figured out for sure. Uh, they're, they're, right now they're a half game up on Cabot. Catholic, the start they had, they got hot there for a little bit. They've kind of fallen off. But, yeah, you, you got to give it to, to the guys up top. And like I said last week, we, we could be headed for another Harbor and Rogers uh, state final this year. Mm. And then as you look at uh, Class 5A, Van Buren, correct me if I'm wrong, last year's champion That's on right. top at 11-2. and two. Those Benton Panthers, uh, they did stumble against Pulaski Academy in non-conference action. El Dorado won a big one uh, this, uh, I guess it was yesterday. And you got Batesville, Green County Tech, Greenbrier, Sheridan. That's all of the ones, maybe with the exception of El Dorado, that you can say, been there, done that. Yeah, uh, Jonesboro made the statement last week. They ah, defeated, Jonesboro. Yeah, they defeated Batesville uh, back-to-back games in their doubleheader last week. They came back from a 5-1 deficit in game one, 1-6-5. And then they won 10 to nothing in the nightcap. So, yeah, Jonesboro sitting on top right now with Green County Tech in the 5A East. It did concern me a little bit last week about Benton. Uh, PA's good, don't get me wrong. 4A school are good, and then they lost to North Little Rock. So, you know, non-conference games I don't put that much weight on just because you're not throwing your best pitcher and you're getting some reps. So conference games, that, that's really what's going to play a part in it. Uh, but, yeah, 11, El Dorado's 11-game win streak was snapped by Whitehall, and that puts Whitehall, Lake Hamilton, Sheridan, El Dorado all within a game of each other in the 5A South. Um, and then you got Van Buren, of course, and Greenbrier. They're sitting on top of the West right now. They've split uh, their doubleheader in week one of conference play. So as we get further into it, uh, I'm really excited to see that Jonesboro-Green County Tech matchup here in the next couple of weeks. That'll be a really good one in northeast Arkansas. In Class 4A, the cream of the crop sets at the top. That is Valley View 13-2, Lone Oak 14-2. Then you got the Devil Dogs. Coach Long has his crew at 9-0. Then Brooklyn, Huntsville, Arkadelphia, Monticello. Yeah, and you gotta like Valley View and what they're doing right now. They had a couple. Of, they had a doubleheader last week where Robinson went up there. 
Valley View won that game 11-1. So they're winning in conference, out of conference. They have two losses to out-of-state teams right now. Um, and that's the only ones they've lost. They're undefeated in conference play. Huntsville's the team that's that's making a run right now. We've got them at rank number three. They're 16-3 and three overall. 4-0 conference play. They're tied with Harrison. Uh, that's going to decide the 1-4-A. And then the the game of the double the header of the week last week was Plasky Academy and Lone Oak. They split their double header. Kel Busby, Patrick Ingskov, uh, the Oklahoma signee, uh, had a sterling performance. They shut down Lone Oak, beat them five to three in the first game. Then Lone Oak came back, beat them in the second round, which that gives Robinson the inside straight to the conference title right now. They have to beat they have to beat Stuttgart next week. If they can do that, they're going to win that five four A and put them in really good position for the regional. Arkadelphia had a really good uh, come back, come from behind win last week. They were down nine to five, came back and won twelve to five, twelve to nine. That's good for them. That shows that they can deal with a little bit of adversity. And the the two teams from the south that we talked about earlier in the season that are doing their job right now is Magnolia and Camden Fairview. Uh, twenty twenty three outfielder Martavius Thomas hit a walk off home run against Hamburg to win a conference game. The Panthers and Cardinals are tied atop the 8-4-A at 6-2 and two right now. What it appears, uh, Kevin, in Class 4-A, I realize this is just seven teams, but it seems to be very balanced. Not one conference seems to be the big dog, so to speak. I mean, you've got uh, Valley View over in the northeast, Lone Oak, I guess you could say Central, Central. Arkansas. yeah. Uh, Marlton more towards the west, Brooklyn back towards the northeast, Huntsville definitely west, northwest Arkansas, Arkadelphia south, southwest Arkansas, southeast Arkansas, Monticello. So, I mean, there's a great balance there. It's not just one conference loading up. Yeah, definitely, Randy. you got six conferences that are represented there. The only team that really doubles up is the, the 3-4A with Valley View and Brooklyn. Uh, and those two are sitting one and two in their conference right now. I know Brooklyn had a big doubleheader with Pocahontas today, and they were going to get that in. So, uh, yeah, it's really even across the state. And depending on how you're matched up in regional play and how it stacks up in the south, you have the 7-4A and the 8-4A. They'll play each other. And then in the east, you have the 3-4A, which is Valley View, Brooklyn. Those guys will play Lone Oak, uh, Robinson, Stuttgart, Plasky Academy. And then you have the River Valley Conference, which is Subiaco, Clarksville, Moralton. They'll play that the 1-4-A up in northwest Arkansas, which is Huntsville, Harrison, Farmington, Prairie Grove, Shiloh Christian. The, I tell you what, the winner of that conference, if they come out of it, they could put three or four teams in the state tournament because they're going to be so strong in the regional. Mm-hmm. All right, Class 3-A in the Super 7. Harding Academy. Defending champion, 12-3, Camden Harmony Grove, 14-1-1. Ashdown, it doesn't matter what sport, they seem to be good, 12-3. Walnut Ridge, 9-2. Walnut Ridge traditionally has been very strong legion-wise. I realize yep. legion, not quite what it has been in years gone by. Rosebud, how about those Ramblers, 11-3. Paris, 9-2. Rivercrest, how about them Colts, 9-2. I think the team that jumps out to me is Camden Harmony Grove. Man, it's, it's been a really good story, and they, they dropped a game last night, and it was to El Dorado. They lost 9-8 to to a 5A school. 
you got to give it to him. Bradley Lonius hit his sixth home run of the year. Last week in conference play, he had a 13-strikeout complete game performance against Ryzen where they won 2-1. to one. They're 17-2-1 now on the year. So the Hornets are playing just as well as anybody. Harding Academy, I think they've won 11 or 12 straight. It's kind of matching what they did last year. They played a really tough non-conference schedule, got beat up a little bit. That Saturday where they lost to Catholic and Conway, they haven't lost since. They beat Pangburn last night 14 or 4 to nothing, excuse me. Gavin Elvetti came back from a little injury he had, had a complete game, 10 strikeout performance. They're keeping they're keep rolling right now. Ashdown beat Genoa Central last night, so they're in control of the 7-3A. Uh, Alex Kilbach and Jackson Jester, those are the two names for Ashdown you want to remember. And then the performance of the week last week ran the Ramblers, Rosebud. Russ Martin, who's a freshman, had a no-hitter, perfect game. Not just a no-hitter. He had a perfect game against Clinton last week. It was a great performance. Uh, the young man's already up to 90, 91 miles per hour. Uh, so schools are going to be jumping on him really soon. And, uh, yeah, you got to watch out for Paris, too. they got a couple of good ones, Duke Walker being one of them. Out of the River Valley, they could make some noise. All right, my secret weapon in Class uh, 3A, Harding Academies, Chad <laughs> Alvetti. Yep. This is a guy that uh, is among the best, if he's not the best receiver in the state, uh, regardless of classification. But now he's showing out on the mound. I know. And, uh, I don't think anyone expected that. Well, maybe those with Harding Academy did. I didn't. I mean, you already had Cade Smith, the U of A commit. But um, now all of a sudden Chad steps up there. He's turned into a big-time stopper on the mound. So uh, that's my secret weapon uh, yeah. for class it's, it's three. It's Gavin. Chad, Chad, Chad's the dad. Gavin's the young I know Chad's been Gavin. around the area for a long time. So, yeah, Gavin's having a heck of a year on the mound. And, uh, yeah, he's committed to Connor State as a catcher right now. But I keep messing with him. I was like, they're going to turn you into a pitcher before you know it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my apology, Gavin. Dad, forget it. Everything I said, <laughs> it applies not to you. It applies to yourself. I love it. All right, in class. Oh, by the way, yeah. uh, real quick, going back to class 3A, Rivercrest. Yeah. I don't think of Rivercrest as being a baseball school. I know. Me either. And then they they snuck up last year on me, and I kept watching. They kept, you know, winning ball games, and they ended up right there in that top two or three. They're in second place right now. Uh, you got to watch out for Manila and Gosnell in that conference as well. But the Colts, they got some really good athletes up there. Uh, it's a really good athletic school. And they, they compete in everything. And that's where the tradition of competing comes into play. And you got to respect that across every sport because they're going to give it their all. And when you see that Colt on the, on the helmet, jersey, bat, batting helmet, it doesn't matter. You know you're in for a battle. Well, I've thought this for a long time. It's one of the best-kept secrets there in northwest Arkansas between, you mentioned Gosnell and Brooklyn, Green County Tech. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you just name them. Valley View. I mean, yeah. it is a very, very competitive area in regards to baseball. Finally, in Class uh, 2A, we have – no, I've got two more. I'm jumping ahead. 2A, 1A. Uh, yep. I forget there's uh, 1A in baseball as well. Um, 2A, ho-hum, as <laughs> Tim Terry loves to say, Woodlawn, number one, 
12 and 4. McCrory, how about those Jaguars? Number two, Carlisle. The Bison at number three, 11 and 4. Murfreesboro, number four. Horatio, five. Buffalo Island Central. I think of them in basketball, not yep. baseball. And then Rector rounds out the top seven in Class 2A. Yeah, Woodlawn, uh, they keep doing what they do. They dropped a really classic, instant classic, ESPN instant classic game to Camden Harmony Grove. At the end of last week, it was 16 to 15. Bradley Lonnie is who we talked about for Camden Harmony Grove. Uh, he had, a, had the home run he hit, tied the game up, and then they won it uh, a couple of batters later. So uh, Woodlawn has not dropped a game to a two-way school all year, and I don't think they will anytime soon. The game of the week, the story of the week in 2A. Thursday, you got McCrory and Carlisle that will battle it out for the 6-2A title. Really excited to get out and see that game. Then Murfreesboro, they keep winning. They're up to 13-4 on the year. Uh, Alex Bailey and, and Cass are doing really well. Uh, Buffalo Island Central, they're 7-0 in conference. they got a two-game lead right now. I don't see anybody catching them. Uh, Horatio, they're playing really good right now. They're 14-5-1. And, and then Melbourne, the Bearcats, they're another one to look out for. A, a couple of big performances last week, though, Randy. Bigelow's Hunter Alexander threw a complete game. And Hunter Alexander, our listeners may know from football season and the Bigelow offense that was dynamic, running, throwing the ball up and down the field. Hunter Alexander's actually going to college to play baseball, folks. And a complete game, one hitter, 17 strikeouts. He was one of three pitchers last week that had 17 or 16 or more strikeouts. Jackson Engel from Lone Oak, Hunter Alexander from Bigelow, and then Russ Martin that we mentioned from Rosebud. Six home runs on the year as well. He's going to University of Arkansas at Rich Mountain to play for Lance Spagner. And then my favorite for the Gatorade Player of the Year, Randy. Southside B Branch, Easton Swafford. He's an Arkansas signee, and a lot of people will say, well, Kevin, you've coached him. You're kind of biased towards him. Look, <laughs> he's putting up numbers like this. His last six games, 18 of 22, six doubles, two triples, three home runs, 13 RBIs, seven stolen bases. Oh, and he hasn't allowed a hit in 11 straight innings either on the mound where he's been up to 89. He's not even a pitcher. He's a shortstop, may play outfield at the University of Arkansas. He's my inside favorite for – uh, Gatorade Player of the Year in the state of Arkansas right now. All right, you kind of slotted that, um, what I was about to ask, where <laughs> I mean, I've always thought it's shortstop, and I think that's kind of where you got him yeah. sli- uh, slotted as well. That's right. Okay. All right, uh, then we move to, oh, by the way, Woodlawn is the team still to beat in Class yep. 2A. Uh, in Class 1A, Izzard County, number one. Number two, Westside Greer's Ferry. Number three, Taylor. Only reason why Taylor is so good, it's a suburb of Waldo. Number four, Washita. Number five, Norfolk. Number six, Mount Ida. Number seven, Mark Tree. Yeah, and last week on the show, if you remember, I said, Izzard County is head and shoulders above everybody else. If somebody can beat them right now, it might be Norfolk. Well, Norfolk did it. They, the party crashers, that's what Coach Ethan Davis, that's mm. what they're calling themselves. They had a game for the ages. They won 6-3, to three, upset Izzard County, upset the Cougars. July Stone had a 10-strikeout, zero-walk complete game uh, for the Panthers. They're on the prowl right now. The only problem is, like we said all year long, they're still third in their conference. They can be third in the state, but they're still third in their conference. That's uh, behind Westside Greer's Ferry and Izzard County. 
I still think they get to play West Side again, so that could help them for seeding. Uh, Taylor, they're taking care of things. Washita, they have won their conference now. They defeated Blevins Mineral Springs last night. That gives them their conference title. Uh, Mount Ida is going to finish second in that conference. And then Mark Tree, they're 6-0 and right now. Uh, they're running through conference. They, they should be okay uh, going into regional play. All right, Kevin, I've been looking at scores and a team that is not among the top seven in Class 3A, and they seem to be doing well in both baseball and softball, and that is the Lincoln Wolves. That's right. They got a big series with Bergman coming up soon. They're tied at the top of the 1-3A conference. Uh, as we mentioned last week, they swept Westport. Jackson Endicott has got a 32 on the ACT and hit three home runs in a game. He was one of our players of the week last week. All right, hang on, Kevin. That is Kevin Bohannon, our baseball insider. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater. Drive Time Sports will continue in just one moment. Be a part of the game plan. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by our baseball insider, Kevin Bohannon. By the way, game number two is underway in Fayetteville between Arkansas and the University of Arkansas at Pine Bluff. Top half, make that the bottom half of the second inning. Nothing, nothing. Now, let's take that back. Arkansas just tacked on their first run in game number two after winning game number one, 15 to nothing as uh, Jace uh, Brofren had a double. And then Jalen Battles doubled down the right field line to make it one to nothing, Arkansas. And what and surprises in the lineup is there in this game, Randy, that you'd like to point out? It's a doubleheader. They ought to win both games. So uh, who's in the lineup this the time that you're surprised by? Uh, what, Turner, that, I guess Michael's at first base, maybe. Turner's uh, DH in this game. DH, okay. And then they've got yeah, Webb Slavens back in the five hole. Um, Battles needs to move up in the lineup, Coach. Come on, he move him up. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's leading the team in SEC play and hitting. Hey, Randy's making a lot of suggestions tonight for Dave Van Horn. <laughs> yeah, I think they're very effective. <laughs> yeah. uh, Snowball's back in the lineup. He's back at first base. And um, Leach is, Dylan Leach is back behind the plate. Oh, really? So yeah. Turner gets Robert Moore down the field. Out, huh? Snowball's at second. Ah, okay. Mm, that's yeah, I don't have the defensive alignment. Now, Brandon Little, is that one of, is that one of Randy Little's uh, youngins? Yes, it is. He went to Pine Bluff High School, and uh, he's the middle middle son. Yeah, he, he's a couple years older uh, than Randy Jr. He was a really good pitcher. I think he's class of 2018, if I, can't, if I remember right. But I really loved him on the mound. He, he, he played a, a PBR event for me one time, an all-state event. Put him out there, and he had a, he had a heck of a day. He, he, he pitched three innings. I think he struck out nine people, nine guys. Is he hey, a little a guy? Big old burly boy. Oh, he's um, a big guy. I yeah. thought he was a little guy. Randy, oh, gracious, better known as Tootie, uh, yeah. tall, slender. And uh, Brandon is kind of uh, husky built. But uh, he is on the mound for UAPB. 
one and two-thirds innings, two hits, one run, one earned, walked a couple, and he's faced seven batters so far. But um, And Stovall, Peyton Stovall, is at the plate as we speak. Um, speaking of, Kevin, the uh, and I certainly don't want to imply anything negative in any way because I just can't take the heat from Rick's kitchen. <laughs> but um, yeah. um, the only... I guess you can say commentary that I can have coming out of the Florida series is Arkansas seems to really struggle when they get runners on base, particularly runners in scoring position, and that is being able to get that key knock. Lord, yeah, and that that was the thing. A lot of people around the state, I bet a lot of listeners are like, oh, pitching needs to get better. It wasn't a pitching. Listen, Jackson Wiggins had a good game. He made a couple mistakes. And that that can make a difference in a game. I'm not saying it doesn't. Hagen Smith has done okay. Look, if you get if you leave 26 runners on base, you cannot crap yeah. about yeah. losing. I mean that that's what it is. So you leave 10 on in game one, nine on in game two, seven on in game three. If you score a third of the ones that you had on base in game three, you at least tie the ball game, maybe win it. You know, so. They've got five, six, six guys right now hitting 290 or better. Uh, Jalen Battles is leading the team in SEC play at 311. Wallace is hitting 302. They're the only two guys over 300. Looking at LSU, totally different. They've got seven of their regulars are hitting 288 or better. So it's going to be a lot like the Florida series. These guys can hit Jacob Berry, 10 home runs. Dylan Cruz, nine home runs. Brayden Gilbert, 10 home runs. So... Lock it up and get ready to go. It's going to be another great series this weekend in Fayetteville. What makes LSU LSU? I mean, is it is it their offense? Is it their pitching? Uh, obviously, could it be the combination of all that above and, and then throw in defense? But, I mean, LSU, it doesn't seem like they ever really have a down year. Yeah, and – they, back in the Gorilla Ball era where they had guys hitting 40 home runs, Albert Bell uh, playing for them back when they were winning titles every odd year starting in 91, I think it's what it was, uh, ending in 2000 or 99 when they beat Miami on the walk-off home run by Warren Morse. They just got guys that hit the ball, and they hit it a long way. They're more of an offensive club, but they've always had that one ace, uh, Nola, you know, you can go back over the years. McDonald. They had, uh, yeah, Ben McDonald going back to 1989, who was the, the Orioles, you know, first, first round draft pick. So, who was pretty average in the major leagues, G-Manee. Yeah. He was supposed to be great. Okay. He was okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Jaden Hill from Ashdown, second round pick to the Colorado Rockies. He was one of their ace. Uh, but Blake Money uh, had average stats this year. He's eight games started, 4.68 ERA. Mikael Hilliard, the guy that started on the, the game three against the Razorbacks last year, he's a weekend starter now. He's 3-0 and on the year. He's done pretty well. He's got a really good strikeout-to-walk average. He's 6-1 to one ratio right there, but he's given up four, a little over four runs a game. He's got a over four ERA. So there, it's gonna, it should be a high-scoring series. I know uh, Connor Nolan's going to do his job on Friday. Not really worried about that. But it's like you said, we've got to have they've got to have situational hitting when it matters the most. Hitting with two outs, hitting with runners in scoring position less than two outs. It, it irks me to no end 
if you get bases loaded, less than two outs, and you don't score any runs. That's where you look at, that's how games are won and lost. In football, you say there's probably four or five moments during a game that really determine the outcome of a game. It's like that in baseball as well, where you look at situations and you say, oh, that they could have scored there. If they would have at least gotten one across there, maybe that changes the momentum. But it, it's all in the numbers, and numbers always tell a story in baseball. I guess the other question when you're trying to build this lineup for Arkansas, who's who's going to be hot and who's going to be not? I mean, it's, it's like yeah. all of a sudden now Brady Slavens is tearing the cover off the ball. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was Braden Webb who was who was red hot. Uh, Eric Gregory ends up on a hot note uh, down in Gainesville, and I mean, Caden Wallace, our hot corner man, has been pretty consistent all season long. It's hard to argue with him. The guy that really uh, is yet to really get going, in my opinion, is Robert Moore. Yeah, that's the one that is kind of baffling to me, but. You know, he could, he could take off at any moment. He could end up having a season where he hits 16 home runs and he's leading the team, and you look up and it's like, wow. But, you know, coming into today, he's hitting 248. That's not Robert Moore's stats. He's got 24 RBIs. That's because a lot of those guys get on base. But, yeah, look at Kane Wallace. He's been the most consistent. Chris Lanzilli has been a, a model of consistency as well. He had his on, on base streak snapped, I think, it last Saturday. Well, he did, he went over four and had a really bad outing. Uh, so Michael Turner went up, come back down a little bit. He's been really good, but yeah, it's just they've got six guys. I think you can really rely on seven if you count Braden Webb. Now you got Brady Slavens. So they need to figure out: is it going to be Jace Borfin? Is it going to be Peyton Stovall? That's what they've got to figure out and how to work a lineup around that. And. I mean, you, you have to understand the, the situation. you got to give him the, the benefit of the doubt, Robert, where they're batting him yeah. in the order. But at the same time, yeah. boy, it uh, really at times is, is uh, it's really hurt Arkansas and its ability yeah. to pick up those runs that you're talking about yeah, you, when they've had do you put him in the seven position. Yeah. Do you put him in the seven, eight hole and give him that shot? You know, maybe put him at nine to where – it, Zach Gregory has really flourished down there in the nine hole because mm-hmm. the nine hole is your is your second uh, leadoff hitter. So it, he's so good at getting on base. That's why Caden Wallace has 31 RBIs on the year leading the team because Zach Gregory, what does he do? He gets on base. Right. He gets on base at a 474 clip. So I, I, I love him down there, but uh, maybe Robert Moore needs to be down there a little bit more. It doesn't matter where they hit him in the lineup. Teams are going to pitch him the way they're going to pitch him. And that's just something that he's, you know, got to get, you know, step up a little bit, make a few adjustments, and, and go on with it. You know, Kevin, often, I mean, we talk about this in football, that's wide receiver you or that is uh, tight end you, whatever, running yeah. back you, whatever it may be. It seems like as of late, Arkansas is center field you. Where do you put Braden Webb in this mix? Last year it was Christian Franklin. We know what kind of outfielder he was. Yeah, if, if you go back, and I rank them like this, and I know it was one year, but it was the, one of the best years 
on record. Um, I, Abner would be one for me because he did so much for the University of Arkansas. And then you got Benintendi. Then you got Dominic Fletcher. Then Christian Franklin. And, and Braden Webb, I think, athletic-wise, he's probably the most athletic outside of Brett Abner. He runs fast, jumps high. He's very strong. We've seen that. The arm could be better. Uh, he threw a ball to third base the other day, and I was like, that's an average arm. That's an average arm for Major League Baseball. And that's what he's going to be graded at now. He, he doesn't have the arm that Fletch had. He doesn't have the arm that Franklin had. And Ivor had a howitzer of an arm. And, you know, but he's really fast. He can run base. He runs the base as well. He's got nine home runs now in the year. So he's going to hit double-digit home runs, which that's what Coach Van Horn and Coach Thompson thought he could do. His average is up to 260 on the year, I believe. He came into tonight at 260, and he's up to 280 now. So he could end up being a 300 hitter. I just know that uh, a couple of plays he made down in Florida were oh, equally as good home as run. yeah, yeah, uh, equally as good as any plays that uh, we've seen out of uh, any of the previous center fielders for Arkansas. All right, Hagen Smith, before we run out of time, uh, what's a formula, uh, it seems like, Kevin, to get him out of the first inning without any real damage being done? I, I've told my guys this all the time. You should throw your first inning down in the bullpen to get all the nerves out of the way, get up, worked up to a sweat. That way, you know, you go through your pregame routine do a simulated first inning down in the bullpen. Maybe it needs to be two innings for him down there. <laughs> because it, what we've seen, you saw it in the Mississippi State Series. He walked three, only let one score. Uh, it was a little bit worse at Florida. They jumped on him a little bit, two nothing. And then, then he kind of settled down. Maybe he needs to go through two innings in the bullpen and, and go from there. But he'll figure it out. He's too good of a pitcher, too skilled of an athlete. All right, Kevin, we will talk with you uh, later on this week. I don't have a schedule. I'll take Friday when we talk yep. with you again. See you All right, that is our baseball insider, Kevin Bohannon. We'll come back and wrap up. Drop.